0: Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello my beautiful pumpkins and welcome back to Authentic and Unapologetic. I hope you are having a fantastic week. I hope your transition into December has been a glorious time. We have in tropical astrology, it is Sagittarius season. I'm actually recording this during Sagittarius season and I don't know about y'all, but I am a Sagittarius rising. So this is really like my zodiac new year. And Usually, this is always a really magical time. I don't feel like it necessarily hasn't been, but I do feel that there is major shifts happening in my own life right now. And I I do feel this sense that I am completing a year and a half long cycle. And I say that because we also have... Basically, this is the final eclipse season of the Gemini-Sagittarius axis, where we've had eclipses coinciding with Gemini and Sagittarius for the last year and a half, and as a Sagittarius rising, having the south node on my rising sign for a year and a half, I can honestly tell you that... It is very representational of an ego death, and I do believe that that is really what I experienced over the last year and a half. And many of you know, if you listen to any of my mental health episodes and things like that, that I've been like fucking going through it for quite some time. Uh, Many of you know that I've also been in my Saturn Return, which is another huge transit that affects Most people between the ages of 28 to, I'm going to say maybe like 33. Uh, It depends on where it is in your chart and how it falls, but it's usually about a three-year period of just some rough shit. And there are peak dates where it is heightened and when it is not as crazy. I just got over my peak dates. My peak dates ended November 25th of this year. So now I expect things to kind of calm down a little bit, especially because the node is moving off of my south um the the nodes of the moon the north and south node uh they're shifting into Taurus and Scorpio so the south node will be on Scorpio the north node will be on Taurus and I'm actually a Taurus sun so I think that this will actually lead to a lot of positive impact for me but I'm just so done with this transit I'm so done I know I am that bitch that's always like, when you feel like you've surrendered, surrender more. You know what? I'm fucking tired of surrendering. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And that's what this entire episode is about because let's start a little bit with the collective and what I feel like is going on. So I feel... an Maybe it's my algorithm that is also showing this to me. Like, you know, we all get on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, and our algorithm starts to learn about what we like and what we don't like, and we will see more things shown to us that are in that category. So it could also be my algorithms, and I could just be totally off here. But I feel that there is this collective energy, and I'm speaking specifically from an American perspective, because... I'm an American, I can't speak for other countries. But I know that in America, we are also going through our Pluto return, which most people do not live to see a Pluto return. Like, what I mean by that is it's a very specific time in history. And the cycle only happens once every 250 years. So there are Plenty of people who did not live through this kind of transit in this country. Like my grandparents that have all passed away did not see this kind of transit in their entire lifetime. And this transit's huge because it marks the downfall of an empire. And I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't really like to do politics on my podcast. I don't enjoy getting into that kind of stuff. I will support things. I will open up about things that I feel like are important to me and things that are causes that I would like to help towards. But I don't like to bring straight politics to my spaces because I think everybody is allowed to have their own opinion. And it's just not somewhere that I feel like is my strong suit, like... What I mean by that is I don't feel like, I feel like in leadership, which I do consider myself a leader in some ways, in leadership, I don't feel like every single person can be the front runner of every single cause. And they shouldn't be. You should be in your area of expertise because it's where you're going to help the most and make the most effect and change. And for myself, I just don't particularly feel called to that in any sense of the matter. I just I don't feel like it fuels my inner fire to be there. Now that doesn't mean I'm not here to educate. I'm not here to support. I'm not here to help make and shift changes where I can. But I don't feel innately passion fueled by that if that makes sense. So I don't tend to lean into a lot of politics, especially because I feel like in this reality, we don't even know what's real all the time either. And where people want to make things black and white, they can't always be black and white. There has to be shaded gray areas on things. I think honestly what I'm trying to say is politics stress me the fuck out. And I don't like to exist in the realm of politics. I just, I hate it. I hate that we even have them. Like, I hate that we have such dividing opinions that this is what we do in the world. We create wars and arguments and... I just, it breaks my little soul. <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to say is getting into some of these like collective topics. It's not necessarily something that makes me feel the most comfortable, but it's something that I feel like needs to be said because I think there are other people that are feeling it. So in America, we're dealing with that Pluto return and it's going to peak, I want to say in February. It actually peaks on February 2nd of 2022. So literally, it's going to be 2222. Two, two, two. And that's its peak date. I think we're, and it's happening over. The sign of Taurus, which Taurus rules personal finance. So I think that we are going to be seeing a collapse, or I shouldn't say collapse because I don't want, I'm not here to fearmonger. I'm not here to make people scared of what potentially could happen. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it will play out. But what I am seeing is we have a housing market that is so inflated, people can't even afford to live. Like my rent is so sky high. I can't believe people get away with charging that much. And I'm not saying that from a place of like, you can't manifest better and have more. What I am saying is that it's ludicrous that we're even here, that we have people that are homeless or houseless. And yet we're charging this much for rent for a place to live. It's crazy. And the housing market super inflated. We also have like where we've propped up the economy over and over and over and we see an upward trend. And when that happens, I don't even know how to explain this in like layman's terms if you have no idea what I'm talking about without like knowing and seeing for yourself. But when that happens, there has to be a downshift somewhere. Otherwise, it just explodes. And... I don't know exactly what we're going to be looking at, but what I see is that financially this country, I feel like, is very sick. I feel like the gap between the rich and the poor is just getting bigger and bigger. We don't have a middle class anymore And this stresses me out. It stresses me out because I see where so many people are hurting. And I want to sit here and be like, oh, manifest better. Everybody has access to these tools. And I totally agree with that. I agree with that statement. Everybody can have access to those things. However, when you have a crushing need for food, housing, shelter, any kind of support. Do you think anybody in that way in that space is going to have a good time trying to bring their energy to a place of manifesting? No. And I know that firsthand. I know what it feels like to live below the poverty line. I know what it feels like to be evicted from a space and not know where you're going. I know what it feels like to not know where your next meal is going to come from. And I don't understand why, as a society, we have allowed this to happen. And I'm not in that space right now, but I've been there. And I just don't understand. (laughs) I just don't understand. I feel like we are more stressed out. We are more depressed. We are more overworked. We are more... I just feel like, as a collective, we are not taking care of our people. And I don't mean you and me. I mean the entire system we are not taking care of people even though the system is designed to take care of people and i just i don't even i'm not even just talking about like government assisted programs i'm talking about like the way that we're taught to communicate with each other the way that healthcare is not available for people the way that Even if you wanted, like, psychological help, so many people, that option is not even accessible to them. And I just don't understand how we can be one of the richest nations in the world. At least that's what they tell us. And this is happening. (laughs) And I feel like there's no way that we're not about to go through, like, a serious baptism. Because it's not working and people are hurting and we're suffering. And... I feel like my point to all of this is that in the collective again we're more stressed out, we're more anxious, we're more depressed. The 8-hour work week or work week, I wish it was the work week. The 8-hour work day is bullshit. It ha- like it makes me even more upset when I think about the fact that the only reason we have an 8-hour workday model or 40-hour work week the only reason we even have that model is because we had like the labor crisis of I don't even know what year where employers were working their their employees 18, 16-hour days. And they all went on strike and were like, absolutely not. This is crazy. And then the eight-hour slash 40-hour work week was introduced as a way to kind of alleviate that, that everybody would get eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, and eight hours of rest slash play. Where, or I want to say the sleep was the rest, eight hours of play and then eight hours of work, because that's 24 hours in a day, right? And I just feel like this model does not fucking work. (sighs) I feel like even in my own attempts to not work like that, to be more self-sustaining, I often work more than that. And this has been a problem for me my entire existence because I also was conditioned and raised by somebody that was self-employed that would work himself like that. My dad is an entrepreneur and... Though it was modeled to me that this was a great career path I feel like it was modeled to me in such a way that I felt like I I feel like I always have to be working or I'm not doing enough so much so that when anybody is witnessing me resting I'm anxious and this is a new thing like this started happening after my whole mental health crisis I've started to get anxious anytime I try to rest and I've been really trying to sift through that and ask myself where it comes from. Where is this outdated paradigm coming from? Why do I feel this incessant need to always be on? And I think it's something to do with even the collective and how we're doing it. Because even when we are turned off from our work, how many of us will still check our work email? How many of us are still checking in with bosses? How many of us are giving more time when time is our most valuable resource? And so many of us are doing it for a paycheck that isn't even worth it. Like, I just, again, I don't know how we got here. I don't know how, I don't understand why food literally comes out of the ground on this planet. And somehow we all ended up with social security numbers and credit card scores. Like, I just, I don't understand. And I... Again, I'm not trying to say that every single thing is bad. I know that there are a lot of great things in the economy that exist, that help, that give us structure, that allow us to communicate in ways that we wouldn't otherwise. Like, I think there needs to be some kind of basic rules, but I just don't feel like the ones that we are using right now are serving everybody. It's crazy to me that people go hungry. It's crazy to me that people go without housing. And I just don't understand this model. It's crazy to me that even when it comes to like healthcare, we don't have a whole body approach to people. We tell people they have to go be helped by one person for their mental health, another person for their physical health, and then you have to go find some form of spirituality for your spiritual health. Why isn't it that we're able to go to one place and see everybody? Why isn't whole body wellness a thing? Why can't we see a professional or a team of professionals in one sitting that will help us to ask us about our trauma, ask us about what our dietary needs are like, or test us for deficiencies, and then also assess the physical Why have we broken everything up? Like, I just, there is so much divide, it drives me crazy. Anyway, I'm just sitting here ranting, and my point to this entire collective portion of talking on this podcast, again, I know this is not the norm for me. I usually am all fully in my spiritual, telling everybody to go after their dreams, and I'm not trying to tell you not to do those things. I'm not trying to tell you that any of these thoughts are you know, going to stop you from doing that or that you shouldn't try or that we should all be focused on the things, the reason that things aren't working. I just feel a very massive shift in the collective coming and it feels very heavy and it feels very scary and it feels very unknown. And I feel like so many people are feeling very unearthed in the same way that I am And maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm the one that is like, nope, that's just how the world works and you just need to figure it out. But I don't think it's the way that the world has to work. I don't think it's the way that we have to be doing things. And honestly, if I were going to ever start my own company, this is such a side tangent. But if I ever started my own company and actually had employees, I would not let them work more than four hour shifts, but I would still give everybody full-time pay and full-time benefits Honestly, I bet you, I would almost guarantee that I wouldn't lose money that way. Like, as a business person, I wouldn't just be... Like, and it's not even about making millions for me. I don't care about that. I feel like as long as I'm taken care of, I don't see a reason why I need to have a shitload of excess. I've, I've never understood that, to be honest. But I feel like... I just... I wish people were allowed to rest and play and raise their kids and get the mental health help that they needed and get the physical health health help they needed and find new ways in their spirituality and be able to do it without feeling like it was taxing on them. And I just feel like the way we're doing things isn't working. (laughs) I'm feeling stressed out about it. So I guarantee you others are feeling stressed out about it because – I also see it. I see it in places. Like I like I said, maybe it's just my algorithm specifically, but I'm seeing it. And I know that I can't be the only person that this kind of shit bothers them. So, <laughs> saying all of that, how do I take this personally, right? <sighs> I've realized that through my mental health crisis this year, which if you haven't listened to those episodes, I highly encourage you to take a listen to them. My, I had a mental health crisis in the summer of this year that was the worst thing I think I've ever been through. Truly, I have never been more depressed or anxious or like I was dealing with panic attack after panic attack, and it was truly one of the worst experiences I've ever been through. And then picking up my whole life and moving it somewhere else, trying to get comfortable here, trying to like grasp at my foundation and my footing. I've realized that I overwork myself. I often will use work as a way to distract myself from connecting with myself. And I will often also use relationships and friendships and I've just realized all the ways in which I am disconnected from myself. That's what this crisis I feel like really has brought out in me is all the ways that I'm disconnected from myself. And even though I'm not in crisis anymore, I would say that I have moved out of a state of crisis. I'm still dealing with the repercussions of what I went through. And I've just been asking myself, like, how can I, get better. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to the I'm seeing a therapist, I did medication for a little bit. Um, I try to get like, I try to move, I try to surround myself with the right supportive people. Um, You know, I, I try all of these different little things. And what I've realized is that I'm not giving myself the time that I need to be giving to myself. And I feel like this happens to me or for me rather, every once in a while, I realize that I give my time to everybody else and I save none for me. And that goes into business, that goes into friendships, that goes into my marriage, that goes into my house, my chores, things like that. You know, I realize that I don't give myself anything and it's a constant cause of stress. And if I'm going to be totally point blank honest, I'm burnt out. Y'all, I'm burnt out. I feel like my content isn't as good as it was when I was feeling really good. And so I asked myself, what can I do right now that would actually facilitate my healing that could give me more time? And I'm going to share these things with you because I think that anybody who works for themselves or even if you don't work for yourself and you just feel this deep sense of disconnect maybe this will be helpful. And this is not me telling you that this is the only way or the only things you can do. It's just me giving us some suggestions based off of my own, excuse me, based off of my own experience. So the first thing I'm doing is kind of more of an announcement. And that is that I'm taking a hiatus from the podcast for just the next month is what I'm hoping to do. Uh, I want to take a break basically for the month of December and come back in January is my goal. I don't think it will extend beyond that. Originally, I toyed with the idea of not coming back until February. But here's the thing. I basically already did this. Like I'm recording this episode right before it goes out. And I've already done it. I've already taken... The month off prior to this, because I usually record episodes a month out. So I've already taken the time off that I needed, and now I'm technically quote unquote behind. So I'm basically taking a hiatus for the month of December. We're just going to be not having any more uploads this month and possibly through the first week of January, but I don't know. I haven't like sat down and actually content planned, so I'm not sure exactly on a return date, but I know so many of you love this podcast. It made me literally cry happy tears when I saw how many of you were sharing your um, Spotify 2021 wrap and my podcast was on your top five, that like blew me away because I I knew that people enjoyed my podcast. But because we don't have a comment section or a discord or anything like that, I don't feel like I knew to the extent that people liked this podcast and seeing how many of you actually listen to it. Like I have analytics. I have an analytics dashboard, but it's different when you see actual people talking about your podcast versus just a number in a dashboard. So I really appreciate all of you that shared that. Thank you so much. It really made me like re-inspired to want to continue to podcast because there was a time period maybe about a week ago where I was like maybe I'll just go on hiatus and I just like won't come back like it's just this project is like crazy and does anybody even really like it and I was totally mistaken there are so many of you that listen to this podcast and I don't know what I was thinking to be quite honest but I already took off the time that I needed so I will be creating more which is nice but Basically, just I didn't want to just drop off the face of the earth for a month and not talk about it. So these are the musings that have been on my mind. All that stuff with the collective. I feel like I've been overworking and this is something that I struggle with. And so I just asked myself, how can I come back to me? And that was the first thing as I said, well, the podcast is a passion project that I do love doing. But that's the first place that I can kind of cut back a little bit. And secondly, I also want to give the podcast a little bit of a facelift (laughs) and I also want to like, I don't not rebranding, like I'm still keeping Chloe Taylor everywhere else, but I kind of want to rebrand my colors a little bit. Like my, um, basically my brand colors, my aesthetic, I kind of want to come up with something a little bit more funky, fresh, new, and I feel like I haven't had the space to do it because I haven't really had the time and I haven't been giving myself the time. So that's something else. Like I'm a deeply creative person. I don't know if y'all know that about me. I am deeply creative and I literally follow the path of a creative. I'm a life path three, which is the path of the creative type. And that's like, all I want to do is just create, 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 create like some of the best decisions I've ever made in my life all revolved around me having big creative passion projects like even when it comes to this podcast when it comes to my youtube channel my gaming youtube channel that i ran for like seven years my twitch streaming my patreon everything that i have ever done has all stemmed from big chunks of time where i've just been like oh my god i want to create this thing and then i just sink all my time into it and it's really beautiful, but I haven't had that energy because I don't think I've had the time for it. So that's something else. Like I want to create new graphics, new headers, new intros, new outros. I want to look at doing more podcast video format because I haven't done one of those in such a long time. So there's just kind of a lot that I want to like sit and think about. And this is why I said I might not come back like the first week of January. It might be a week or so in because I just want to sit down and really do some just deep content planning and creating for myself. And honestly, I see nothing but good things from this. I think that doing this will be good for me because it allows me to tap into my deep sense of creativity, which I need. And it also, I just make cool things that y'all want. So it's it's a win-win for everybody. It just means that you won't get podcast episodes for a little bit. And I hate to say it. I wish I didn't have to take a break, but also it is very much needed right now. So I'm going to be gone for a little bit podcasting. The second thing that I have been doing, I will tell you after a word from our sponsors. All right. So the second thing I've been doing, I actually think that this one might be really helpful to some of you. And it's, it's simple. Like it is simple, but I asked myself in my life, if like, if you have a point of reference, you might not have a point of reference and you might have to create this as your point of reference, but I had a point of reference. I asked myself when I dealt with crisis or like major upset in the past, what did I do that really pulled me out of that? What did I do that made me get back into the flow of living and feel really good again? And back in 2018, I want to say it was like early 2018, I stopped letting myself use my phone in the morning. And I know I talk about this a lot, but in actuality of practicing it, I am not the best. Like I go through phases of being really good at it and phases of being not so good at it. And I've been on a really long bender of not being very good at it. So I'm bringing it back. But I used to wake up every morning, and I would do phone list. I would leave my phone turned off, I would leave my Fitbit, which now I technically have an Apple Watch, but I would oh my goodness, sorry, Siri thought I was talking to her and she just recorded a bunch of my voice to text. It's fine. Um, but I would do like two, three, sometimes four hours with no phone or technology in the morning. Now, when I say no technology, I feel like in this day and age, that's actually hard to do unless you're going outside. Um, I would still listen to like music like I have a song that's just like I want to say it's like five I could tell you exactly what it is it's 528 Hertz healing self-love frequency that's the one I've been liking lately I can put a link for that down below for you Um, for the one that I really like using but I put that on, so that's like the only form of technology that I will use is i'll turn that on I'll turn my sun lamp on because I live in a very cloudy, cozy place in Washington now that I have realized not having the sun really fucking affects my moods, and it has not been helping me, but the sun lamp does help, so I turn my sun lamp on, I turn my um frequency music on sometimes I'll turn on my diffuser or I'll light a candle, and strangely enough. I have been I have this really cozy chair in my office. But if I sit there right in the morning, I will fall asleep. Like it's so comfortable that I will just fall asleep. So I don't sit in that right in the morning, I actually lay out on my office floor, I have like, a my office is larger than any other office I've ever had. And because of that, I have a lot of floor space in here. And I love that because it allows me to actually move my body around. So I lay out on the floor. I open up some kind of self-help book that I'm currently into. I've actually been rereading How to Do the Work right now, uh, which I'll link that for you as well, How to Do the... Uh, How to do the work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. I've read it once before, but I didn't really feel like I needed it before. And where I'm at in my life right now, I actually need it. Like going through it a chapter at a time, using my journal in tandem with it, highlighting pages in the book that really speak to me. I've just found so much valuable content in this book, The Second Go Around. So I've been laying out on the floor with my journal, with this book, my favorite crystals right now, which are a rose quartz heart and a citrine piece. Those have been my favorites right now. Both of them, of course, have been enchanted with intention. That's why they're my favorites and I keep them around. Um, Sometimes I'll bring tea in. I try not to do coffee first thing in the morning because... I just feel like, yes, it's delicious and a lot of people start their day that way, but I do try to wait for coffee for a little bit, like do just water or a nice tea in the morning, sometimes coffee if I'm feeling fancy or frisky, you know, you know, sometimes you do got to shake it up, but I try not to do coffee first thing in the morning. And I will just sit and read and journal and then I usually use some form of a cleansing agent. So I'm going to use, I really like cedar. I like cinnamon. I technically do have sage. And my take on this personally is I have had the same sage bundle. I know that this is very controversial, but I'm just going to be honest. I've had the same sage bundle for probably the last two years. I don't use it that frequently. I actually don't even think it is white sage. I think it's like a different kind of sage. It was gifted to me. So I didn't even purchase it myself. And sometimes I will use the sage. um, But it's really whatever I'm feeling that day, I'll use something to kind of cleanse my energy, cleanse my space. Sometimes I'll use incense. I always say, though, if you are going to use sage, please try to ethically source or grow it yourself. Like, obviously, Obviously, if you have it, in my opinion, it is wasteful just to get rid of it. Like if you already have it or if like maybe if you have somebody you could give it to as well, like that is definitely an option. But I don't at this point know anybody in my personal life that I could just like hand that to. Um, But I do use it on occasion. And I'll just cleanse my energy, cleanse my tarot cards. I usually have tarot cards with me too, or any form of divination that you like to be connected to. And after I read in journal, I'll read my own tarot cards, cleanse, and then either I'll sit in front of my sun lamp for a little bit and do something that I enjoy. So this is going to be watching YouTube or um Maybe it is researching SEO if I'm enjoying it at the time, or maybe it's playing Animal Crossing if that's what I'm really into. Whatever feels very joyful to me, I've been giving myself that opportunity in the morning. And I think what I really came to the point of realizing with creating this new morning routine for myself is... I would get really anxious resting because I, number one, feel like there are so many things that I want to do to rest that I get like analysis paralysis where I'm like analyzing everything that I could be doing and I'm afraid to do anything because I feel like there's not enough time and then I'm just paralyzed. So starting my day with intention, with not giving my time to anybody else, like leaving my phone in another room, not giving my time to anybody else, I leave my Apple Watch in the other room, like, I don't even bring these tools into my office in the morning, because I've realized that I am so... Susceptible to opening my phone and responding to text messages and immediately feeling like I have to do something for someone else, that I'll get stuck there and I will end up making commitments that I don't really want to make. And not every time, sometimes, like a friend might hit me up and I really do want to spend my morning that way. But oftentimes, I feel this like panicked sense of I have to be there for everybody else. And some of you might not relate to this at all. Some of you, you might have the easiest time doing for yourself. But for somebody like me, I'm so used to giving to everybody else that I think I also built a lot of my life around that concept of I always have to be giving to everybody else. And I don't think it's wrong to do something for somebody else. I think it can be a very like ingratitude practice. But for me, it was actually becoming very toxic to the point that I wouldn't ever give to myself. And then I would be stressed out and burnt out because I wasn't giving to myself. So in any case, continuing on in our morning, uh, once I give to myself in that way, usually once I start to get hungry in the morning, that's when I'll go out to the kitchen. I'll say hi to my husband. He also works from home. Uh, I'll talk to my cats, you know, hang out. I'll just, I'll take more time to be a little more present with others. If I feel called to, I will check my phone or go grab my Apple watch or something. But usually I prefer, I might put my Apple watch on just for like the step tracking, but I prefer to not even look at my phone still I prefer to actually jump straight into doing work, which would be like pick a cards, podcasting, getting ready to shoot a video, something like that. I prefer to get into that work immediately without letting myself touch anything else. And I find that my most productive and like powerful days of feeling in my own energy and feeling really good revolves around that. The second that, again, I start to look at social media, I will get stuck there. I'll be on this endless loop of scrolling. Or if I start to text like five other people, I will start making plans. And then I get stressed out that I'm not working enough. And it just like repeats this really vicious cycle for me. And I hope somebody relates to this because I feel like maybe I am alone and I am crazy. And... People are able to prioritize themselves better than I do, but it has been groundbreaking for me to really push back and say, like, nope, I really have to set that boundary and create that time for me in the morning, because if I don't have it, I don't know how else to say this, because I, again, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody. I'm not trying to insinuate that this is your problem. I'm literally just talking about my experience. I feel like it makes me depressed like I become very anxious and very depressed when I don't feel like I'm feeding myself first and that's what they say you know like if a plane's going down or like there's turbulence and the oxygen masks come out you got to put yours on first and then help everybody else so I don't know it just feels very like I don't give myself – if I don't give myself time to attune and intention, like set intention in my own energy field in the morning, I don't know how to act. Like I don't know how to show up as my best self because I'm not being my best self. And that has been groundbreaking. I only recently implemented this into my life. And I feel like it has actually given me so much more energy, which is great. I love that for me. I feel like it gives me more energy to show up for all of you. It gives me more energy to show up in my marriage. It gives me more energy to show up in my friendship relationships. And I just feel like an all-around better human. So that's what I've been doing personal-wise is dedicating a morning routine that actually really serves me. And sometimes this morning routine can be like three hours long. Sometimes it's literally twenty. 25 minutes. It all depends on what I feel really called to. I've just been very, very, very focused on how can I bring in the flow of life versus the go, 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 go all the time. And Oh, I forgot to mention that when I do my like tarot card reading and cleansing and stuff in the morning, I will also prioritize movement like if my body feels like it wants to move not like jogging or running or weightlifting or sit ups or anything unless my body really feels like it wants that. I prioritize stretching and not following anybody else's choreography. I will just move my body in the way that feels good. Wherever energy feels like it is stuck, I will let my body lead myself into the positions that feel good. So kind of like yoga stretches, but I will usually hold them for really long periods of time. Like I'll hold one pose for like, two minutes instead of constantly flowing through different poses and I'm pretty sure there's a name for that kind of yoga I just don't know what it's called and I feel like that has created really good bodily shifts in me as well and like allowed me to be more open and receptive and it's it's been really good it's been really good so that is the episode friends I know it's everywhere I feel like my podcast is always everywhere I'm always apologizing for being all over the place but That's how I'm feeling. Those are my honest and authentic opinions about where I feel like the collective just is, where I feel like a lot of us are feeling burnt out and stressed out, and maybe we all feel like we want change, and personally how I'm tending to my own energy. Because I also really do feel that what in this reality, literally everything is a reflection of itself. And so if internally we are not reflecting to ourselves, What we desire in this reality, we're not going to see it. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like I constantly am seeing all of the black and white. I'm constantly seeing the stress, the anxiety inducers, the things that make me really sad. And it's not to say that those things don't exist or that they're not happening or that we shouldn't be aware. But I do feel like if I constantly feed my internal world that, It constantly reflects back to me and I don't see the good things that are happening in the world. And so I've been really asking myself how I can shift that. How can I start reflecting back to myself the things that I desire, the change that I want to see in the world? And ultimately, I feel like attuning to my own energy first thing. That's how I'm going to create the most change. Because now that I've done it, and I actually have results from it, I'm able to sit here and spread it, I'm able to sit here and tell you what I think is working and why I think it's working. And maybe that will inspire you to make some changes. You know, that's not my intention to sit here and change everybody. I think everybody has the right to do and feel how they want to and take what serves them and leave the rest. But maybe today that inspired you. I don't know. In any case, thank you all so much to those of you that shared your Spotify raps with me and shared with me how this much this podcast impacts you. I honestly feel like it is literally just like the musings of my brain sometimes. And it means a lot to me that so many of you listen and really enjoy the things that come out of it because it really is authentic. It really is like this podcast is probably the most authentic piece of everything that I create because it usually is so on the fly and off the cuff that it really means the world to me that it it goes noticed and appreciated. And I hope you all have a wonderful new year if you celebrate this new year. Um, and I will speak to you again in January. I love you so much pumpkin. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you again soon.